Welcome, everyone, to another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the legal podcast that provides easy-to-understand information about estate and business planning to help you, your family, and your business. And now, the jovial gents of jurisprudence, Mike Betts and Spencer Chaffin. Welcome back to another episode of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. I am joined here by my business partner, the one and only Michael A. Betts. What up, Mike? Hey, Spencer. How are you doing this morning? I am exhausted. You woke up in bad mood. You're on the wrong side of the bed. I did. As they I say. did. You can blame my one-year-old for that. <laughs> <laughs> but to make it better, we got a guest. I know. And we've been trying to get this guest for a long time. He's been very elusive. And this morning... I understand why now, <laughs> Spencer. But he has been very elusive, and we wrangled him, and apparently he brought video recording equipment. It's going to be evidence. I know of this happening. Not just not just the spoken word, but they're going to be looking at our ugly mugs. But go ahead, Spencer, give the introduction. Well, I am pleased to welcome the one, the only, Mr. Lindell Singleton, to join us today on our podcast. Lindell, how are you this morning? I am fabulous, and I am pleased to be in studio with the two of you today. I have such profound respect for the both of you. Mike, good to see you again. It's been a while. Spencer, I saw you a couple of days ago, but uh, it's always good to see you, brother. Is it really? It really is. No, it's always good to see him, man. He's always... He's talking about me, not you. He always <laughs> At least he always feigns that he's happy to see me. Oh. But I mean, no, he you know, the dude is a lawyer, so I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I got an angle. I don't know I if got an angle. or not, you know, I don't. But Mike, you used to text me like often too, but I don't really hear from you anymore, bro. I mean, what did I do? You know, actually, text messaging has never quite been my forte. So... Once you and I developed enough of a relationship that I could show you my true self, the text stopped. So I was really just trying to lull you into this relationship, texting you, mm, good morning. Okay. Sweet dreams. You know, those texts that I was sending you. Yeah. Uh, and then once we got comfortable, once we got into just a normal routine, yeah. the texts, they stopped. They did. I feel a little bit of seduction at work here. But well, let's be it? honest. The reason Lindell's here is he is a part of the team that helps produce our podcast. And he was probably thinking, these guys need better content. I got to show up today. Actually, Spencer, I feel like you made a critical and crucial assumption. And that assumption is that Lindell even listens, listens to the podcast. Lindell, do you listen to this podcast? Oh, be very frank with both of you because I like you and because I care about you. I've listened to one of your podcasts. One of the things that Pierre always says, though, is that you guys have great chemistry. And that is and like a two-person podcast, like a, a dual experience like this. You know, it's really all about the interplay, the synchronicity between the two of you, the balance, and you guys have great chemistry. And that's the majority of the game right there. And I'm just glad I can be the third wheel today on this electric vehicle. Well, Lindell, since you're going to use that example of an electric vehicle, we actually have to thank you because it's you are the one that pushed us to get in that vehicle. So for everyone that doesn't know, Pierre and Lindell used to office out of our, the same building that we officed out of here in Grapevine. And there would be 
hours upon hours where I would stop by their office and talk about mostly basketball. But Lindell would usually end it with, hey, you know, you should do a podcast. You know, you should do a podcast. By the way, we do podcasts. You should do a podcast. And it finally hit like, hey, I should do a podcast. It like hit me. I was like, you know what would be really good is I think Mike and I should do a podcast. Spencer, what they call that is a Jedi mind trick. It was. Uh, (laughs) These are not the droids you're looking for. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right. Anyway, so you got us in that vehicle and gave it a little nudge. And so you and Pierre, we appreciate. Right, Pierre, we appreciate y'all. He gave us a thumbs up, allegedly. You know, I have such profound respect for what you guys do because in a world that, you know, where so many people really sometimes perhaps aren't virtuous. I mean, you guys are virtuous using at least the way you present to me, virtuous in the way that you're treating people, the way that you're helping people, the way that you are helping folks navigate the exigencies of the law in ways that, you know, end up helping them out of situations or preparing them for better situations. And for me, you're bringing goodness into the world. And when I saw that about both of you, that's why I was encouraging you to just, you know, have a podcast and let more people know about how, yeah, we're lawyers, but we're still trying to bring goodness into the world. Lindell, I'm going to let you continue, but I just want to say, Spencer, we need Lindell on this podcast more often. I have, Spencer has never said a kind thing to me. Because you're a shyster. I mean, do you see Lindell? And let the record reflect that when we got that compliment from Lindell, we both smirked. And it was because, not because it wasn't true. It's just because we don't get compliments. Nobody compliments (laughs) it. It might not be true. And like Mike just said, I don't ever compliment him. Well, I mean, think about the world that you live in. I mean, is there any other group of people that suffer from worse collective PR than lawyers? I mean, you have arguably the greatest mind, the greatest writer in the history of the English language that codified his opinion of lawyers 500 years ago. First, let's kill them all. That's what Shakespeare said. Let's kill them all. And, you know, and that, of course, you know, transitions forward. And so, Mike, if you've listened to previous podcasts, Mike's a former litigator. And even if you won for your clients, were they happy? Never. Because why did it cost me this much to have to win? Well, I'm sorry, but we won. And we can't underscore enough the winning, the sheer amount of winning that I did. You know, Spencer, I think that's the most crucial point that you made. So to bring it back to mine and Lindell's connection, Mike is like the LeBron. He just wins. He's the LeBron of attorneys. He just wins. And so he's on my team and I'll follow him to Miami, to Cleveland. To the Clippers. Uh, Lakers, bro. Oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah. No reference to Clippers. I thought you were a Celtics fan being from L.A. Let me tell you what you learn (laughs) when you go to school in Los Angeles. The very first day after you learn that California was a republic, first of all, (laughs) the second thing they teach you is you hate the Celtics. You hate everything green. You don't wear green. You don't talk about green. You despise the Celtics. You despise Boston. This is a Laker world. And Lindell's so into it on St. Patrick's Day. He doesn't wear green. He wears purple and gold every so, St. Patrick's Day. So, that's so, every day. So, Lindell, are you telling me that Californians and Texans are so similar that they both believe that they first, or at least they still stand on the notion that they were first and foremost republic separate and distinct from the United States of America? Well, I can't speak to Texas history because I am, although I live here happily, I'm not a Texan. I am 
a Californian, but yes, Californians will tout the fact that California was first and foremost a republic, severed its relationship from Spain and Mexico, and it decided to forge its own path until um, such, it such. decided to just you know become part of this thing. The manifest destiny you see, business. You see this US jealousy coming out of Mike, being that he's from Oklahoma and his history book is like 10 pages long. <laughs> is that true? No, is the no, Oklahoma you, history book really only no, 10 pages no, listen, long, you know, you know, Spencer, it is quite telling that you would completely disregard all of the Native American history of Indian territory. You don't even think a minute. But that's Native oh. American history. See, it's not even Oklahoma history. Boom. Mic drop. But here's the thing. In your face, LeBron. Here's the thing, Mike. This is what I always want to say about Oklahoma. And I really, I want you to comment on this. Oklahoma is famous because of Rodgers and Hammerstein. That's how Oklahoma is known. Truth. You well, know, it was hold what, on. the 46th or the 47th state to There's join the union? university. Well, no, I'd say the humorist Will Rogers is more than anything the driving force. We all know and love Will Rogers. Can we all agree? Big aviation buff? Yeah, okay, I'm with you. Like, states like California and Texas just didn't have much color. That's why somebody like Will Rogers, he would come out, he was like this folk hero, he would spin his ropes, and in a big way, I feel like Will Rogers is responsible for maybe some of the success of the California film industry. I feel like California, and certainly Texas, particularly the University of Texas, we've talked about the Longhorn, Spencer, the state of Texas, the state of California, owe so much to the state of Oklahoma. And I will concede that none of the states in this great union can really compare to California or Texas. I mean, those are the two great states, former republics. <laughs> and so I do want to switch gears just a little bit. And I, and I do concede, you guys will never hear me say this again. So lock this one away. Texas and California are better than Oklahoma and everyone else. That's a fact. It's a fact. I'm always speaking facts. I'm always going to be intellectually honest with you and with myself, and those are the facts. But what I do not know is in a bare-knuckle brawl, mano a mano, which republic is the greater republic, Texas or California? We, we know we, we don't know because neither would fight fair. <laughs> Linda, what are your thoughts on that? Spencer was trying to he was pandering. I want. I, I, Do you really want to start this fight, I don't you? I don't want to start a fight. You're a Texas historian. Lindell, you're a California historian. I want the academics to discuss and come up with a consensus of a hypothetical battle between the two greatest republics of this land that we call North America. Lindell, what are your thoughts? That may be an unanswerable question, but I will just, since you tossed it out and I am a guest on your podcast, I will certainly make a pedestrian attempt to respond. California and Texas are similar in that they are not monolithic. In living here for a chunk of my adult life now, the people that aren't from Texas, I find myself defending Texas a lot, even though I'm not a Texan, but I do end up defending it a lot. And they just say, oh, well, you know, Texas is X or Texas is Y. And the reality of it is, is that Texas is so large, and now I've been all over this state, I've filmed all over this state, is that the El Paso experience and the Longview Nagadocious experience and the Beaumont experience and the Gainville experience and the Dallas-Fort Worth experience 
and the Amarillo Lubbock experience are wildly different. And it's almost different. The state is, has a different feel, a different vibe, a different zeitgeist in each of those places. For example, we worked on a film years ago about the history of the Houston Astrodome, which is an extraordinarily piece of technological innovation in our country in the early 1960s, changed sports, changed television, changed engineering, changed America. And in being in Houston, working on that movie, Mike, the thing that struck me is people in Dallas, they always want to talk down to Houston. Well, Houston's got terrible traffic. Houston's this, Houston's that. But people in Houston are not even remotely concerned about Dallas. Really? Houston sees itself as an enormous world city with international influence. Houston sees itself like a big East Coast city, a Philadelphia, a New York. People in Houston don't even give Dallas a second thought. They're like, oh yeah, they had a TV show up there and they got a football team that doesn't really win that many games. And that's how people in Houston think of Dallas. But Dallas is always denigrating Houston for some odd reason. But again, it goes to, in my opinion, how Texas is not monolithic in terms of its experience, nor for that matter, in terms of history. And a lot of that even goes back to the 1836 Constitution and then later the 1876 Constitution, which you guys know all about. You know, Dallas was considered really the western edge of the Confederate States of America. That's where the Confederacy ended at the Trinity River. And Fort Worth going out west was kind of considered, as Fort Worth calls itself, kind of the place where the west begins. And that dividing line is an east-west dividing line in the state. But there's also kind of a north-south dividing line as well. So the state is radically different. And I'll say this and I'll shut up. California is really the same. California is, it's Los Angeles County, the Bay Area, and Alabama. Outside of the Bay Area and Los Angeles, the rest of California is Alabama. The central part of the state, it's all Alabama. And you could take the northern part of the state from really Marin County going up to the Oregon border to Eureka, all that part of the state. They think that Los Angeles is kind of like on Mars or another planet. So it's really two different mindsets about how the world should be that just happen to be live within this political boundary line that says this indeed is California. And I, I feel the same about Texas having lived here for all these years. It's just the state is wildly different. But the geographical lines say, well, we're all Texans, but, eh, you know. But what's unique, though, about Texas and California and maybe California with like the weird political world that we live in might be a little bit different because Lindell's 100 percent on point. The Bay Area and L.A. are fundamentally different. I mean, L.A. is fundamentally different than Orange County, like L.A. County, fundamentally different. And they're next to each other. Northern California is, in my view, I view it differently than Southern California. There's this thing about Southern California, almost this like romantic quality. It's the weather, it's the history and everything from race cars, motorcycles, and airplanes to Hollywood, to the beaches and the, some of the most beautiful coastline. Not that Northern California does not have incredible coastline. Incidentally, Texas 
I wouldn't call it a coastline. Ours is no. We have a suspect on the Texas coastline. Hold on, no, 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 no. Technically, it's a coastline. It's a coastline. It is a coastline. We're just allowed to drive on it. Yeah. So, so, so when I say coastline, I should say it's a road. Quotes. Texas coastline. Yeah, I'm with you on that. As a as a native Texan, yes, air quotes. One hundred percent. There is a coastline because you can't have a coast without a coastline. Makers, your geography teacher will one hundred percent, as a matter of rule lawyer that Texas has a coastline. No, what we are talking about is it's like the beautiful game, right? Like there's a beautiful coastline and then there's just a coastline. Yeah. California has the coastline, okay. but the Southern California coastline. You're not going to hurt my feelings. When people think coastline, they don't immediately go, oh, Galveston. Oh, South Padre Island. But you know what's unique? Texans do. And this is no, the point I was going to make. No, we Texans, don't. No, we don't. It is a varied, like culturally varied like, it's not fair to say that it is one, again, like there's a similarity. Every different region in Texas is different, but they are all Texans. And they all will equally be diluted. I say equally as a generalization that the University of Texas is truly a powerhouse football program. That is not true. And they will say that they have a coastline. And we heard it right here. Okay, so Texas. one of those is a true fact. We have a coastline. But and, only a Texan then, would defend that coastline. Yeah, it's our land. Exactly. It's our land. I'm not saying it's a... Woody Guthrie. This <laughs> land is your land. It is. But this is land is my land. land. That's right. It is Texas. It is Texas. It all goes back to Oklahoma. We're going to take a short break, but we'll return with more legal info to help you, your family, and your business right here on the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. This episode of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief is brought to you by Alfredo Robledo, Certified Public Accountant, PC. Alfredo has been licensed as a Certified Public Accountant since 1984 and is located in Grapevine, Texas. Alfredo can help with many different tax matters, ranging from filing individual and business tax returns, trust and estate filings, as well as bookkeeping services for your business. You can contact Alfredo at 817 421 0720 or find him at grapevinecpa.com. My name is Kaya and I'm almost a teenager. I have a real problem. My daddy and my grandfather love pie. For my daddy, it's apple. For my poppy, it's anything lemon. But they won't bring me any pie. I don't think that's fair. They always go to Judy Pie on Main Street in Grapevine, where Miss Judy and her bakers make 20 different kinds of pies and cinnamon rolls on the weekend. But I don't get any. They tell me I can have pie when I'm a teenager, like pie is only for grown-ups or something. Can someone please call my daddy and my poppy and tell them I need pie? In the meantime, you can go to JudyPie.com, or if you're in Grapevine, Texas, visit Judy Pie on Main Street. And if my daddy or my poppy are there, tell them that Kaya wants a piece of pie. And we're back, and you're listening to the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the podcast providing legal info to help you, your family, and your business. Well, let's talk about, because you guys aren't going to give me a definitive on California or Texas. No, we can just say that they're in equal steam. It's two juggernauts locked in an endless battle, you know? The universe will deteriorate before California or Texas submits to the other one. You know what I mean? Well, California is the the fourth or fifth largest 
economy on planet Earth and California. What's Texas? Spencer? I'll look that up. But continue, Lindell, because I agree with that. I just want to see who has the bigger economy, but continue. Yeah, I would say California by far. We're in the top 10. Ninth. But California's economy is bigger than Texas's. Is that accurate? Which would make sense with the port and all that and the Silicon Valley. And aerospace because yeah. California is, mm-hmm. even though, the, as Pierre and I have talked ad infinitum, even though you know California is certainly known for Hollywood, for film and entertainment, which is, a, as you guys know, a large global enterprise, you know, the real jewel in the crown in California is is aerospace, defense, aviation, yeah, and oil. Aviation is a big, big, big deal for sure. It's huge in California. Huge in California throughout the state. Aviation is huge, but I mean, but in all fairness, I mean, you know, aviation's a big deal here as well. DFW Airport is probably what the third or the fourth most significant airport on the planet. You used to work for American for many years, right? I did. I yeah. was at the big airline, and and I will say that during my tenure there. I spent hundreds and hundreds of hours in Tulsa at 3800 North Mingo Road, <laughs> the American Airlines maintenance facility back when American was the largest employer in the state of Oklahoma. So I have spent a considerable amount of my life driving up and down Highway 169, the Mingo Valley, Ringo something expressway yeah. or whatever it's called. I don't know what it is now. Man, when you say expressway, it was probably two lanes. I mean, that's what they called it. Yeah. I do have to share this with you because you'll appreciate this. When I was fresh from Los Angeles and I was assigned to go to Tulsa and I was going to Tulsa once a week, every week. And I remember when Tulsa got its first TGI Fridays and I think it was on like the front page of the Tulsa Daily World <laughs> when TGI Fridays came to Tulsa. And I just remember thinking as a California kid, this is all just kind of weird to me because, you know, you've got kind of the gold at Oral Roberts University and that because ORU kind of dominated the ideological landscape of Tulsa during that time. But one evening, my friends and I from Los Angeles, this was like our third or fourth trip to Tulsa, and we kept hearing about the port of Catoosa. (laughs) And I thought, I asked one of the native Oklahomans if we could maybe go to the port of Catoosa and maybe get fresh lobster there. And he just like broke out and just laughed at my ignorance. He's like, man, the port of Catoosa is not, I mean, this isn't like the wharf at San Francisco or this isn't like Redondo Beach. This isn't that kind of port. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? It's called the port of Catoosa. And then, of course, I learned that it was an industrial ship channel, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, my, now, cal- my Los Angeles ignorance. So, so here's you bringing that up. One of the craziest, strangest things is one of the freshest, most delicious scallops I've ever had is from Tulsa. There's a little fish market mm-hmm. that they fly fresh fish and seafood in every day. And it's not the prettiest. It's like, it's not even as pretty as a Luby's, if anyone remembers Luby's. Oh, I remember Luby's. Like, I remember it, Luby's, like yeah. this is a cafeteria style kind of, you go up, you order, but then they have their own fish market where they got a whole sea bass. And I was like, this is awesome. But you would have never thought. Well, I learned going to Tulsa every week. I found all the great restaurants because fundamentally, you know, I'm a food guy. I don't know if it's still in business in Tulsa, but there was a place called Bodine's and Bodine's had like legit seafood. And so when we got to Tulsa, it was all about going to Bodine's. It was all about going down to 15th and Utica Square. There were great restaurants down there. And the eating in Tulsa is incredible. Now, I will say this. I, being a native of Oklahoma City, 
I don't think much of Tulsa. I'm not being, because at the end of the day, Tulsa's Oklahoma. Tulsa's less Oklahoma, though, feeling to me than the rest of Oklahoma. It's got like a, a slightly different vibe. I feel like whereas Oklahoma City to me feels more like a San Antonio or a Dallas on a much smaller scale. Tulsa feels more like a Kansas City or a St. Louis. It's a unique deal, but Tulsa's a great place. Here's what I was going to say, though, now, because I had to knock Tulsa just a little bit, because if I didn't, my friends in Oklahoma City, like actually the mayor of Oklahoma City, if I had not knocked Tulsa, might not have let me into the city of Oklahoma City. So I had to say that. But having said that, I did spend a lot of time in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is one of my favorite cities in the entire world. Spencer, you've never been to Los Angeles, have you? Other than maybe just to LAX. You've never experienced Los Angeles. Never even been to LAX. Okay, so, Flew into San Francisco, and mm-hmm. then we went to Oregon from there. So okay. here's what we have to do. We, like the California boys, we all have to go to LA together. Oh, man. But, it could but be a only, short trip. only if Pierre says hello to everybody. Like right now? Right now. Oh, man. Get that boy a microphone. Oh. Hey, He's hey, video. You got video of him anyway. So, you know. so that's the last yeah. thing. We'll end on that. We need a commitment that we'll all go out to LA and then you can show us. I want to oh, be man. a Give tourist you with you the being LA the guy. experience. Oh, oh man. man. And you I got to go to the Griddle Cafe. Okay. I don't want like Bro. the... When you Google, oh, great places to go to LA. Yeah. No, I want the authentic LA. Man, you going to do that? You know, we will go to Griddle Cafe. You know, LA is, and you know this, LA is a breakfast town because that's where all the deals are done. You know, people go out to dinner in LA. Yeah, okay, whatever. But the deals are done in LA over breakfast. And because for the longest time in LA proper, there really wasn't like so-called chain restaurants. So you have all these like kind of independent restaurants and coffee shops where the food is just like, off the charts, amazing, these little hole in the wall places. One of the funnest things I ever had to do as a writer was when I left American, one of the editors at the in-flight magazine asked me to go to LA and to spend a week there and to just write about LA, not from the standpoint of a tourist, but the standpoint of someone who used to live there and went back. And I did this 5,000 word piece magazine article about LA as I remember it. And it just kind of reminded me just what an extraordinary like city it really is. Like, did you ever go down to San Pedro? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. San Pedro is maybe like 15 miles from downtown LX at downtown Los Angeles. San Pedro feels like Kansas, <laughs> except it's you go to like right at that intersection of PCH where you can stand right there on that basketball court. And on a clear day, you can look out and see Catalina. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you can see like Rancho Palos Verdes the Palos Verdes Estates, uh, Malaga Cove, all that, you can see it all. But yet San Pedro feels like, you feel like you're in Kansas. Like 15 miles away is Hollywood and LA and all that. But you can leave that and you can go to San Pedro and you actually feel like you're living in Kansas, except you're not You're just 15 minutes away. You're just 15 minutes from LA, from Los Angeles, the city. And it is such a beautiful and perfect city. But LA also has a dark side because the history of LA is very, it's very dark. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the beautiful part of it to experience it. And I do think, you know, I'm going to commit to going out there with you guys, which no, I'm sure Pierre is to too. He's over there, like, you know, like giving it up. He's right Arsenio now. Hall over yeah, there. I know yeah. he is. Yeah, he you is. know, breaking out that Arsenio Hall. Don't worry. When, <laughs> hey, you know what? We got video of this, Pierre. So we're going to make sure that the video version, you make sure you show up on that. But yeah, 
So here's what I've learned today. We got to have Lindell on again, (laughs) because what we need to do is really pick Lindell's brain. Lindell, we didn't really get to dive into what it is that you do. We kind of scratched the surface a little bit, but you are in the, we'll call it the entertainment industry because they help with our podcast and we're entertaining. Very much. So love to get you on again, because one, we like you. Nay, nay, nay. We love you, Lindell. And I love you back. Yeah, you know what? I yeah. feel so bad. I just started talking about nonsense. We really should have talked about <laughs> but like, it's the fun. really so, hey, sexy stuff that you know what? We got to talk nonsense sometimes. We no, got to let people it, know that we are human and we, we like we, other things besides the law. No, but, and, here, but here we have like an icon. Like, yeah. We talk about in a world like of YouTube and creatives. Like we have just one of the most talented. And I mean this, like the things that you have created, the experiences you talked and touched on some of the films that you've worked on some of the things that you've seen. That's what our podcast, the next episode, this was an intro. This was really Pitt in Texas versus California because I love doing that. Because like as an Oklahoman, I would love to see either of them destroy the other one. And so I, that's what I did. I apologize, Texas. I apologize, California. This is just an evil Oklahoman. But he'll never understand. Next time I want to just, I want to hear about like your experience. I want to hear about your experience growing up in LA because I could talk about LA for an entire podcast. I want to talk about your experiences, not just in entertainment. See, I didn't know that you worked for the big airline. That's so fascinating to me. I got lots of aviation stories, man. Ton of aviation stories. Yeah, see, that's what we're going to do next. So we went way too long, but we'll do another one way too long hitting those topics. Lindell, will you commit to us to come back on? I will do that because I came on the show today because I was told that we were going to talk about legal movies, courtroom (laughs) dramas, about my favorite courtroom (laughs) movies and why. Is that what you said? That's how he got me on the show to make a commitment to talk about courtroom dramas. But y'all started talking LA and and I just sat back in. Man, are you kidding me? I want to talk about courtroom dramas because they just, in the whole lexicon, uh, tableau, really, of the movie making world, uh, courtroom dramas and legal movies really are just, they're a cipher, they're a Rosetta Stone into understanding the culture. Courtroom dramas, courtroom movies are really important. So as yeah, a, hopefully- As we'll, a former litigator, I understand that. Spencer has no idea. He okay. just doesn't understand. And on that note, we're going to wrap this podcast up. Lindell, thank you again. We'll get you back on here. Thank you, everybody. Y'all have a good one. Bye, guys. All right. Thank you. Bye. And that brings us to the end of another show. For more information on today's topic or previous show topics, visit our website at bccounselorsatlaw.com. While there, feel free to let us know what future show topics you'd like us to cover. On behalf of Mike, this is Spencer, and we thank you for listening. And remember, it's always our goal to provide easy-to-understand legal info to help you, your family, and your business here on the BC Counselors Legal Brief.